looking to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Live in the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, dream team? Coach D here coming at you with another growth mini-sode. This will be a bite-sized episode with the goal of setting a growth-minded intention and focus for the upcoming week. Each mini-sode will offer a quote that encapsulates the theme of the week. And after the quote, we're going to dive into a weekly focus, something small that we can concentrate on for the following seven days, as well as a physical activity and a nutritional tip. This is going to assist us in working towards a more healthy and optimal way of living our own dream life. And each mini-sode will end with a recommendation for the week. This recommendation could be anything from a podcast episode to listen to, or a book to read, or even an article or paper. Just something that I help is going to better educate ourselves towards the overall focus of the week. If this is your first time listening to a mini-sode, the goal is to listen to it on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday to be ready to start the challenges of the week on Monday. Listen to one mini-sode every week, and as that week finishes, move on to the next week's mini-sode. You can start all the way back over at Minisode number one or join in with the team right now on Minisode number 11. These Minisodes will only be as beneficial to you as you're willing to make them. So if you're playing along with the weekly focuses or the physical activity and nutrition tips, it's going to help you be much more successful to do this with someone in your life. You're going to have more adherence and more motivation. So grab an accountability buddy and share on your social media platforms the challenges of the week. You never know who's going to be quietly watching and rooting for you, and you never know whose life you're going to inspire just by sharing your journey, both your challenges and your successes. So let's dive into this week's growth mini-sode. This week's quote comes from Italian sculptor Michelangelo, and Michelangelo said, The greater danger for most of us is not that our aim is too high and we miss it, but that it's too low and we reach it. So the greater danger for most of us is not that our aim is too high and we miss that, but it's that our aim is too low and we reach it. So our weekly focus stems straight from this quote. And this week, I want you to think of your top three goals. Yes, your biggest goals that you can think of. Write them down. What would it look like if you achieved all three of those goals? Write down what your life would look like. Write down what your bank account would look like. What would you do in your free time once you attain those goals? Who would be in your life to share your successes? What is your level of happiness? Just write it all down. Now, take those same three goals and multiply those goals by 10. Yes, by a factor of 10. Do the exact same task of writing down what they are and what your life would look like if you hit those goals. Now, it may seem crazy to you now, and those goals may never be achieved, but this shoot for the stars style of thinking will guide you to what you are truly, truly capable of. With these 10x goals being written down and planned out, your original three goals will look super simple in your own mind, and you are the only thing stopping you from hitting either your regular three goals, or those 10x goals. You are the only thing stopping you from hitting them. Anything is possible, and it's all about your mindset. It's all about your consistency and directly related to the small habits and choices that you make every single day. Those small choices and those small habits 
compounded over time will get you to that mountaintop, whatever that mountaintop is for you. We underestimate our ability of what we're capable of. Every single one of us, we have the capability of hitting these goals, whether it's your regular goals or your 10x goals. Moving on to this week's physical activity tip. When you resistance train, the speed at which you perform each rep is extremely important. Each person has a different ratio of muscle fibers. There are fast twitch fibers and there are slow twitch fibers. And there are some middle fiber types as well. We're not going to dive too much into those. Just know that there are different fiber types. These muscle fiber types excel at different speeds and tempos. They love to perform their shortening and their lengthening cycles at a certain speed. So change your normal tempo, quote unquote, normal tempo to have a greater impact and overall change on the muscle. If you change from something that's normal and that's efficient and you change it to something that's not normal, a little more challenging to you, the impact that it will have on that muscle is much greater. I always find it funny when people tell me, um, they, they train and they say, ah, I don't like this exercise because it's harder. And I really like this exercise because it's easier, but I'm saying the entire point of resistance training and exercising is to create an overload on the muscle, which a challenging weight selection is, is required in order for the body and brain to send a signal to rebuild that muscle more stronger and more resilient. The whole point is to challenge in order to change. When a muscle has a default speed that it excels at, it also does that action with more automatic efficiency. Uh, think of it this way. When we're first learning to drive a car, remember yourself that first time you got behind the wheel. Think of how much energy it took to focus on steering the wheel while controlling the foot pedals while also using your blinker and while checking all of your mirrors. Going through all of that for the first time is absolutely exhausting. You probably got out of that car after your parents yelled at you for slamming on the brakes too hard or whatever it was, just exhausted and not wanting to get back in that car again. I even remember my forearms getting tired because I was death gripping the wheel so hard. Now, if you're listening to this and let's say you're over the age of 25, you probably have many examples and stories of you actually getting into a car and driving somewhere and forgetting the entire process of you driving to that location altogether. Now it's the same task of driving the car, but one of them was when you were still learning and one of them is when you have now become so efficient at it that it's almost automatic. Same thing goes for the neuromuscular control that you have on your body. Your body only knows what task your brain wants it to do. I want to get from up to down. I want to press this from down to up. So it's going to default to doing the most efficient thing to make that action happen. Who cares if it's going to be training your bicep in a way that causes hypertrophy and growth and strength? It doesn't care about all that. It wants to do the most efficient thing from point A to point B. So when working out, it's going to be our goal to do our best to make this the most inefficient route possible to elicit the biggest amount of change. Now, of course, the speed of your rep also dictates if you're going to be focusing on power or strength or endurance. For me, I'm a power athlete. I love to get things done as fast as possible. I'd much rather do a soul crushing 500 meter row in a minute, 10 seconds, or a 2000 meter row in five minutes and 41 seconds. Those are my two best row times. I would much rather do those two short rows than a 10,000 meter endurance row. I would also much rather run upstairs two at a time. 
It's much more painful and and not in a bad way, but painful for me to slowly march up the stairs one at a time with time under tension building and building. I just want to get up the stairs really fast. When I'm hiking, it's the same thing. I have a hard time moving slow. I'd rather skip up the hill with powerful bounding steps than take it slowly and gradually foot step after foot step. Therefore, I find it quite likely that I have a higher ratio of fast twitch muscle fibers as opposed to slow twitch. Therefore, if I want to challenge my muscle to elicit a greater change, I usually slow my tempo down to like super slow-mo speed. And I go the exact opposite of what I'm good at. This also reminds me of a story that I, that I think I've told before. I had a guy that would come regularly to my group fitness sessions and he treated every single floor block as if it was a CrossFit AMRAP. And if you don't know what AMRAP is, it's as many rounds as possible in the um, allotted time given. You're trying to move through these rounds as fast as possible and get as many rounds as you can. While most of the other people in the room were getting two sets, maybe three sets of these exercises, this guy was going and he would be getting like six or seven sets. And one day he came in and he asked me for heavier weights. He said, I need heavier weights for this exercise. I can't do what what I want to do with these weights. All we have are these 30 pounds. And I said, I know you love going fast, but how would it sound if I told you that I could make those 30 pound weights feel like they were 60 pounds each? And he looked at me and he was like, yeah, whatever, man. I I can't do anything with those 30s. Those 30s aren't going to do anything for me. Do you see these biceps? Do you see? He probably didn't say that, but you know what I'm saying. He looked at me like, whatever, dude. So I made him slow way down. I'm talking like four seconds up and four seconds down. By the end of his very first set, he was shaking. He was sweating. He was dying and he couldn't even finish his rep count without speeding up. I was like, your body is very good at moving fast. But can you see how much you got and and how much change can happen from just one super slow set as opposed to those six or seven sped up sets that you're really good at? His body is going to see more results and change because he did something that he was not adapted to. He still moves fast from time to time, of course, but I have an ongoing joke with him that he says that anytime he says something's too easy, I go, all I say is, hey, duh, how, how slow can you go? And he doesn't tell me things like this is too easy anymore because I, all I do is tell him to slow down and he hates it. Anyway, so play with your rep tempo this week. If you know your default speed, try doing the opposite. If you're a fast lifter, slow it down. If you're a slow lifter, see if you can add a little bit of power in there. There are so many variations. You could go slow on both the way up and down, super slow-mo speed, or you could go fast as you lift the weight up and then slow as you lower. The combination of tempo training, it's endless. You could add squeezes at the top of your rep, or you could even add pauses at the bottom. If it's more challenging to you, you are most likely going to have a greater benefit from that movement. So this week, play around with performing your exercise rep tempos at different speeds and go the opposite of what your go-to default speed is. Just see if you can kind of change your mindset as to if this is harder I'm probably getting more out of this. And that can probably be um, extrapolated onto other things in your life as well, not just resistance training. So that was your physical activity trip. Moving on to this week's nutrition tip. This week, it's all about your pre-workout fuel. If you're going to pre-workout fuel, and not just for any exercise, but for high-intensity training, this would be things like group fitness sessions, like Eat the Frog Fitness, or a CrossFit workout of the day, or high-intensity interval style training. 
This is different than just going to the gym and doing steady state cardio on your favorite piece of cardio equipment or doing yoga or performing slow controlled resistance training. This is different than that. We're talking about a little higher intensity work here. This is where I tell most people that I coach to eat most of your carbohydrates and your fruits around these training hours. At least this is what I feel is the most optimal use for those fuel sources. If you can kind of put your carbs and your simple sugars around your high intensity interval training. So let's consider two different time frames. If you're going to eat a little further out from your workout, let's say your workout starts in one to two hours. The foods that I like to recommend would be something like a protein smoothie made with your style of milk, protein powder, banana, and mixed berries. Or a whole grain cereal and almond milk. Or a whole grain sandwich with nut butter. Or a cup of oatmeal with sliced bananas and almonds. For me, I get my best high-intensity workouts when I have some sort of more simple carbohydrate with some healthy fats. I try not to eat super high protein close to the workout as my body seems to sometimes have a slight intestinal distress from still trying to digest it uh, when I get moving into my workout. And also, let's not forget caffeine. About 30 minutes before your workout, it has been proven to have beneficial results on your performance. Caffeine, a must before your workout. I mean, there's times and places for caffeine and there's times when you've built up a tolerance for it. But I've been using caffeine for the last, I don't know, let's say 15, 20 years. And I still think that it is one of, if not the supplement that will give you the best um, production of performance. Uh, what else we got water, of course, water. If you want to feel on fire, make sure you drink 16 to 32 ounces or more of water somewhere around 30 to 45 minutes before your workout. Of course, don't chug a bunch of water right before you do your workout. Of course, that's not going to be very fun. It's going to be sloshing around in your stomach. But if you drink your water, let's say 30 to 45 minutes before, and you get a good amount of water. And I, I actually try to get a half gallon of water uh, an hour before my resistance training session. So a little bit different than high intensity, but water is going to be really important. Your muscles are made up of 75% water. So you got to give the muscles the fuel that they need. But let's say you're rushed. Let's say your workout starts in 30 to 60 minutes, somewhere in there. It's coming up fast, but you want to get some fuel in. You'll, you'll want to think a little similar to what we just talked about, but less filling um, with the fat stuff that you eat and definitely a little bit less with the protein. So something like Greek yogurt with fruit. Greek yogurt is like my absolute go-to pre-workout. I don't know why, but I just love it. I, I don't have any dairy intolerances. It's just something that is like easy to get down. It's fast. And I feel like it gives me that extra little fuel that I need. I absolutely love the way I perform with Greek yogurt and uh, and nuts and fruit and caffeine. Those literally, I do those whether it's sixty minutes or two hours. It's I have to get something like that in. Um, you could also do like a nutritious bar with protein or whole food ingredients. I haven't found a whole lot of bars that I personally love, but I did meet a bunch of really cool people that worked at Perfect Bar, and so I try to usually support them. I try to support the people that I know. Perfect Bars are so delicious. They're great for on-the-go nutrition at least for me. I love Perfect Bar. Or you could just stick with whole food fruits like bananas, oranges, apples with a little bit of peanut butter thrown on there, a little bit of nut butter on there. Just remember, if your goal is fat loss, then your body's going to burn up what you consume first before it draws on your energy stores. So this is not the best if you have a ton of energy stores in the form of fat cells to burn up and you eat a big meal before your workout. So usually if the goal is body fat loss, 
less is more when it comes to consuming the correct amount of food to fuel your workout. But still not so much that you're just zeroing out the calories that you ate. If you eat 600 calories worth of food and you exercise 600 calories of of work, then you just zeroed it out and you're really not getting towards your fat loss goals. Now, if your goal is not fat loss, then that's fine. That's great. You probably have perfect performance and, and you did what you needed to do there. So just remember your goals are definitely going to come into play when it comes to your fueling of your workouts. Um, so have that in mind when you start focusing on your pre-workout fuel, if you eat a certain meal meal and you find that you were too full for your workout or you were sluggish or you had intestinal distress, then you need to adjust. And just because these foods work for me and a lot of the people that I train doesn't mean it's going to work for you. If you have allergies or intolerances, you're going to have to adjust rule number one, do what works for you. Rule number two. It's going to take time through trial and error. I just made those up, but so did Wedding Crashers when they said rule number 76, play like a champion, no excuses. So I get my own rule book too. Rule number one, do what works for you, even if it's completely different than what the mainstream says. Number two, it's going to take time through trial and here it is, error. You're going to fail and you're going to fail a lot. And that's part of the fun. Now you know what doesn't work for you right now. Let's make those adjustments. Make some notes when you have a killer workout. Write it down somewhere. What did you eat and drink before? That's going to be important. Make notes when you had a terrible workout. If it seems like you were just going through hell and struggling, what did you eat and drink before that workout? You are responsible for your own performance and only you can truly know what is working for you and what isn't. So let me know what your favorite pre-workout meal is. Let me know if there's something that you think that I should add and tell people. And I mean, I would love to hear what you have to say and what you know works for you. And I know our listeners would love to hear and have some ideas as well. And lastly, this week's recommendation is to check out episode number 73 from the Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. Episode number 73 was a long time ago, released October 15th, 2014. It's a really old episode, but such great information. It's called Hydration and Water Masterclass, Best Filter, Best Bottled Water, and Critical Water Facts. It breaks down everything that you need to know about water and then some. I'm going to include the link for this episode in the description of the mini-sode. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And that's it, my friends, for this week's Growth Mini-sode. Each week, we're going to focus on something new and dial in a different aspect of physical activity and nutrition. So share with your friends and your family and hold each other accountable. Post on your social media stories about your huge, audacious 10x goals. Who knows what's going to happen when you put it out there into the world? Who knows who's going to read it and maybe be able to reach out and help you out? Post a video of you changing your rep tempo speeds or of you eating your favorite pre-workout meal and make sure you tag me and share your journey. And let me know if you have any suggestions or tips that would help your live in the dream team so that I can discuss on future episodes. I'm going to be right here with you, friends, working on making us stronger, happier, and healthier humans. Until next time, keep living the dream.